Today on City Cash Chicago, monkeypox is a public health emergency in Illinois. There are currently more than 600 cases reported in Chicago. The person leading the response to monkeypox and all other public health issues is Dr. Allison R. Woody. The public health commissioner tells us what we need to know to protect ourselves against the virus and why messaging is so crucial to prevent the spread. It's Monday, August 15th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Uh, good morning, Dr. R. Woody. Good morning. Thanks for having me. You got a smile on your face, but I imagine that is very hard to uh, to maybe keep up some days. Again, a pandemic that's been ongoing for almost three years. And now for the last two months, uh, we've been dealing with monkeypox since the first case was reported in June. Now it's close to 600. Dr. R. Woody, should we be hunkering down in the crib? No, 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 no. You know, the good news is, A, we have an amazing public health team and a good response here. And B, we've actually used a lot of lessons from COVID. We're in a good place. So I really want to emphasize, you know, what we know about monkeypox, MPV at this point, um, is certainly concerning. That's why an emergency has been declared. Uh, but this is not at the level of COVID, especially because everything we're seeing about mode of transmission is really been tied to uh, into uh, contact, almost all of it. And the few examples that we have where we've seen transmission that have not been intimate contact, it's been household members who are in very close contact. So this is not, um, based on everything we know now, something that you would be picking up in casual interactions in the workplace, uh, you know, at the gym. And um, we also have the ability to test. You know, I know about this disease just as something that travelers might occasionally get if they travel to uh, some countries in West Africa, where there are some animals that uh, have this virus all the time, small forest animals. And so usually in the U.S., we have zero cases of this in a year, maybe one, maybe two in travelers. And what's been different here is the fact that instead of spreading just animal to human for people who are in that setting, we've seen this human to human transmission. Um, and that's why it's spread so widely. And that's what, why the concern is here, because whenever a virus is just behaving differently or being spread differently. Can you explain what specifically people should watch out for in terms of the virus? What are the signs they may have contracted it? We are seeing MPV, which is what we're calling it more often. Um, we're seeing it in every neighborhood. We're seeing it all across uh, Chicago. But at this point, it has predominantly been in men who have sex with men. Um, but there's nothing about this virus that is specific to, like biologically specific to that group. It's just that that's the network that it started spreading in. And so what we want people to know is that um, the highest risk activities are, uh, are sexual or intimate um, uh, interactions. And right now, especially in social networks of gay, bisexual, or other men who have sex with men, that's the highest risk right now. Um, and the other high risk is direct contact with someone who has one of these lesions. People, um, about half of people in our studies here in Chicago are getting a fever and a flu-like symptom, but then all of them are getting um, a rash. They get these little bumps that look like pimples. Um, and it is actually that rash that is what is diagnostic. So we test for it. The doctor anywhere in Chicago, a doctor or an urgent care clinic can take a swab of the, the rash. You said you learned lessons from COVID for MPV. What are those lessons? 
I think we learned a lot about how to work with community partners and advocates to build trust in vaccine, to work on messaging that is applicable to all different, uh, you know, sections of Chicago, the messaging and the imaging that might be most appropriate for a, you know, party is different than might be most appropriate for a church group that is wanting to also spread the information about this. We've also worked to think a lot about efficiency and equity. I want to make sure as soon as vaccine gets here, it's getting out and it's getting out quickly, but also that it's going to the very highest risk groups at the same time that we're making it um, available geographically across the city. And so we've worked with a lot of the LGBTQ um, focused uh, clinical providers, organizations, a lot of the settings that we know may be highest risk. Um, we are not interested in promoting any stigma here. We are interested in promoting um, awareness of how people can limit uh, their risk right now and then work on getting vaccine um, as it becomes more available. Are you self-conscious about your smile? Do you only allow yourself a closed mouth grin? Well, with Aligner Experts, there's no reason for you to diminish your smile. As orthodontists, they have the privilege of witnessing the remarkable transformation of patient smiles, which often translates into a profound boost in their confidence. Yet, there always seems to be a deterrent. I ain't got the time, I don't have the funds. Luckily, Aligner Experts is redefining convenient and accessible clear aligner solutions. With customizable treatments, transparent pricing, and their cutting edge 3D scanners and dental monitoring technology, you can transform your smile through the convenience of your own schedule. Stop in at their West Loop or Lakeview Clinic today for your complimentary smile assessment. Aligner Experts your destination for advanced clear aligner solutions. P.S. They got another clinic on the way, so stay tuned for their Old Town location. With the vaccine being available, but, you know, taking some troubles to get here, how much has the city received thus far and where is it being distributed? Who can get it? Right. So because this is usually such a rare disease, this is not a vaccine that pharmacies have or doctors have. All of the vaccine in the U.S. is in what's called the strategic national stockpile, where they store um, vaccines or medications that you normally don't need very often. And so to give you a sense, from our earliest case in June all the way till July 22nd, we only got a total of 5,000 doses. And there's about 120,000 men who have sex with men just in Cook County, if you think about the highest risk group. And that's where we were working hard to make sure that the very highest risk settings, the very highest risk groups, um, you know, men who've had multiple or anonymous partners, et cetera, um, are, were getting vaccine. And then we got about 15,000, our first really big batch, July 22nd, 23rd, we're able to get it out to a lot more providers across the city, a lot more events. And then just last week on the third, we got another about 13,000 doses. And so with that, you know, for the first time this week, weekend, we have some large scale clinics where we've got 
1,500 appointments and people can sign up. And it's starting to feel more like a larger scale vaccine campaign. A couple of weeks ago, I talked to Dr. Daniel Berger, an expert on HIV, and he told me he didn't feel like enough was being done to make sure the general public was aware that this can impact any population, not just men who have sex with men. How do you respond mm -hmm. to that? Is enough being done? I want folks to know that right now, um, especially men who have sex with men who have riskier behavior, who may be having uh, close interactions in social or sexual settings or having multiple anonymous partners, that is high risk right now. Uh, but for the general public, um, risk remains low overall. But we want folks to know that this is not a disease that that is specific to any any group of people. Um, and so what we've been doing is messaging, for example, that people who have close contact, we've had some household contacts, for example, um, also uh, test positive for MPV if, if they're you know, sharing towels and, 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 and having regular um, just household level interactions, that is absolutely also a way, um, a way that this can be spread. And so it's a mix of uh, reassuring people that this is not like COVID, um, because that's, of course, the, the model that people have in their head that uh, they're worried about just regular day to day interactions. And we're not seeing evidence that that is high risk. We've been tracking hundreds of healthcare workers, for example, who are in the settings where MPV cases are being diagnosed. We've seen no transmission in that setting, um, including in some settings where folks didn't wear PPE early on, et cetera. Um, and uh, we, every time there's a case, that has the potential for more concern, we do a lot of additional investigation. So for example, we had a first case in a correctional setting and did a lot of follow-up, you know, not seeing additional spread, but you know, there's a lot we're still learning. Um, and we want to make sure that we're being very transparent about what we know. So every day on the website, um, chicago.gov slash monkeypox or chicago.gov slash MPV, we're updating what exactly are we seeing for cases in Chicago? What are those demographics? We also on that website, for example, have a graphic that says, these are the very highest risk behaviors. These are some behaviors that would be some risk. And then these are some behaviors that at this point are unlikely. Have you seen that people are embarrassed to report? Because again, uh, we, we still aren't in a sex positive world. We still aren't right. in a queer positive world. And again, a lot of the messaging, despite it ending with this can impact anyone, really has put men having sex with men at the forefront in a way that in the early COVID days, a lot of people were led to believe that, oh, if you're not of a certain age, you'll be fine. That's this difficult balance where you want to be open about right now what the highest risk and who the you know who the folks at highest risk may be, but that's only based on uh, you know same gender loving men who are in a in a relationship that doesn't have any of those other risk factors. Additional partners would not be at significantly increased risk right now either. Anybody who has a new or unexplained rash and they're not sure what it is. We want you to go to your doctor. I would want you to do that no matter who you are, no matter where you are. Um, and given that this is a disease that is spread through contact with someone who has lesions, we would expect there to be um, some cases in people who have had close contact, even without, um, you know, even without being intimate. Anybody with, with an unknown rash, I would hope you would go to your doctor anyway. We really want you to go during MPB, no matter who you are, no matter uh, who you love, 
you should get tested if you're concerned about a rash. Yeah. We've talked a lot about close contact, you know, uh, intimate contact, but you've also mentioned like if you share towels or if you share clothes, you know, is that as simple as washing your clothes, washing your towels? You know, does MPV live on surfaces? Like how much more do we know about how it's spread beyond just, you know, close and intimate contact? Yeah. So this is where we have the that kind of ac activity in the some risk category right now. We know the highest risk is the direct contact with lesions. Um, but in the some risk category would be uh, activities like kissing. Um, if there are, if there is virus that's in people's saliva, for example, it doesn't look to be in the air, but it can be in respiratory. Um, so if folks are even sharing drinks or e-cigarettes with someone with MPV, uh, there is some potential for transmitting there. It's clear that this is not anywhere near as infectious as influenza or COVID-19. Um, but, but if there are, you know, body fluids that are on, um, material like bedding or like towels, uh, it is possible to also transmit it in that way. And we ask folks, um, even if you might not always keep the contact information of folks you're being intimate with, right now it's important to do that because uh, we want to let them know again in a way that protects your privacy um, that they need to get vaccinated. If you are concerned that you may have contracted or been exposed to MPV, please check with your healthcare professional. We'll drop a link in the show notes for people who want to know where are places they can go to get vaccinated. Dr. Allison Arwoody is the commissioner of the Chicago Department of Public Health. It really means a lot that when we need answers, we can go straight to the source. So thank you for making time for CityCast. Yeah, thank you so much. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Convicted R&B singer and sexual predator R. Kelly's federal case starts today in Chicago. Kelly faces another 13 counts of obstruction of justice, enticing a minor, and child pornography. He was sentenced to 30 years in New York back in July. $20 million in federal funding will finally help bring a two-mile elevated nature trail to Inglewood. For years, residents have been advocating for a similar trail to the 606, which is on the west side. The Harold Washington Library is hosting a health, wellness, and know your rights resource fair tomorrow from 10 until 2. You can learn about dealing with the IRS, how to apply for state benefits, and Social Security. There's some good news to get you through. Hey, I love to see you out in person this week. Tomorrow, I'll be at the Promontory for the Moth. And Friday, I'll be at the Hideout with our friends from Axio Chicago. Pull up, maybe grab a drink, and let's have a good time. For more Chicago stories and news, I hope that you subscribe to our daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm slash newsletter. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Um, all right, Jacoby, take it away. Um, boom, boom, boom.